Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. It's October. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is here. And it can only mean one thing. We are together this entire month to watch some horror movies together. You're welcome, America. I'm not feeling good about this choice, by the way. I mean, you're not feeling good in general, right? No. I am I am ill. But <laughs> Is this psychosomatic? Is Did you know that this was coming and you're like... Ugh. I mean, your body was like, Ugh. I don't know. And now you're like, Ugh. you never know. But you know, as they say in the biz, the show must go on. So <laughs> here we are. This is how you know, like we do the show rain or shine or ill or well, like the show goes on people. We're like the greatest showman, but we don't abuse animals. We don't abuse animals. We're not pseudo racist. Nope. We don't. We're not as good singers. Yes, we are. As 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 the real guy or the <laughs> we're getting speak confused. for yourself. <laughs> we're just putting ourselves down. I know. Um, but we're glad you're here, you guys. Thanks for joining us on this magic carpet ride. So we've gotten out of the way. Chrissy's not feeling good tonight. No. But props to her for being here to <laughs> talk horror movies, her favorite thing in the world. I know, like putting the soundtrack I'm like this is not what I want to do right now and just like oh would you rather I do it myself I'm like no let's fucking do this let's talk about horror movies my favorite type of genre that would be really fun just me talking to myself that'd be really weird it was an empty (laughs) thread on your part you're like should I record this by myself and I'm like oh oh, yeah that'd go well um but yeah everyone if, if anyone's followed our podcast for a while they know that October is my favorite month of the year in terms of our podcast, and and Chrissy is on the other end of the spectrum. No, I prefer and like December for holiday movies. December for holiday movies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, th- this month, Chrissy, is a big one. So, um, <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to even say? What? We're, it's because we're not there. It's because our biggest news, besides Chrissy, of course, being sick, and we're, we're trying to nurse her through it with fluids is that we got a new couch. Oh. Hello. I sat on it for the first time today. People are like messaging me and stuff about it. I'd like to hear your review because you've sat on it a lot more than me. So what do you think? So here's the thing. Uh, was it our last episode where we explained how Chrissy and I defer on couch couches as a whole? Just yeah. Chrissy's more like sleek and uh, plastic surgeon office. Oh boy. Uh, and I'm like, comfy and like you want to lay down and just like you know watch a movie or take a nap in indiana couch in indiana (laughs) and so uh we got none of those things chrissy got us uh a movie theater uh reclining apparatus so we had talked about getting a reclining couch for a while my only thing is i didn't want it to be that like soft micro suede because dude you cannot get shit out of that it's like 
they say, oh, it's high performance fabric, but you really can't clean it. And we have small children and it retains odor, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, we talked about the plastic and I stuff. Know. So. so not plastic. No, 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 no. no. You're like cover it with grandma plastic because right. you're so scared of the, the furniture actually being lived on. And gross. Yeah. So we got like a leather composite sort of couch. But here's the thing. We didn't do any measuring before we went to living spaces. Living spaces. spaces. And I just assumed because we had a sectional couch before this that another sectional couch was indeed the way to go here and it would be fine. All sectionals are the same size, guys. I mean, I didn't think it was like How ginormous. Is it? Sectional size, guys. I mean. So here's what's happened. So again, <laughs> we didn't get a couch. We now have a, a movie screening room. Our, our living room has turned into a movie screening room, which I'm fine with. That's well, cool. I was determined to make the sectional couch fit. It didn't fit on <laughs> one wall. comically big. It was like going there, into there's our fireplace. And I was like, I'm going to make this sucker work. It's and, and it's, it's not shaped like an L. If it were shaped like an L, this wouldn't be a problem. But it's shaped like a C. And it's curvy on one side. So I had to like basically curve the C into the TV. Uh, so our living room size has been cut in like, I don't know, half, maybe 60%. And we have no real living room anymore. It's just like TV, rug, bam, giant C-shaped couch. Oh, no. You forgot the other thing that's also comically large. Chrissy got one of those puffs. What are those things called? Bean bags? It's not a bean bag. What is it called? It's a corduroy bag. You've seen the Instagram ads, right? They call it corduroy, like R-O-Y. Okay. Whatever it is, that's great. But it's like overstuffed with stuff. And Chrissy refuses to let me take out more stuff so we can actually sit on So it. I don't know if you guys have so seen Chrissy Chrissy, Chrissy <laughs> oh, like no. like Chrissy is actually working for the company or, or mar- like head of marketing for this company's like <laughs> no here's how you do it and she like jumps on it like instantly bounces off because it's so full. <laughs> I also don't weigh very much so I can't get it to go down. She's like no it's like this and does like a like no one sits like that. <laughs> so here's the problem. The Instagram. So we got our, our couch that doesn't, or not our mo- our movie screening, you know, chairs or, or sectional. It's not soft. That's the thing. We've lost a couch and we've gained a movie screening room, which I'm fine with. I kind of like couches and I, I like to lay down because I'm, you know, a giant on a couch. But I also love uh, screening movies. So anyway, we got that. But you going can on. recline. And then your puff that's overstuffed. Like okay, first of all, it's, it's a bean like bag. A boulder. Second it's like of the all, boulder from Raiders of the Lost. I'm Art. trying to talk. I'm trying to roll it around. Well, listen, that's funny. <laughs> so if you look at the Instagram ad, it it tells you that if you fluff it a million times, like it will, you know, kind of shape appropriately. A million? Well, maybe not a million. You saw the thing. Anyway, fluff. what does that mean? Well, let me explain. This is not like any other bean bag, guys. When you open it up. There is, and I kid you not, a full queen-sized bed on the inside. That's why we got it. Because I was like, this is great. We have people over. They can sleep on this. All you have to do is pull it out of the beanbag and like you toss in the air like a pizza. And then it looks like a mattress that sits on the ground. It's amazing. But how about the puff? I don't understand why <laughs> when I put it back in the in like the shell, the what you're calling the puff, it's supposed to be shaped like a beanbag chair. And it looks like a giant ottoman. Oh, like it does not a flat look like ottoman. ottoman. It looks like a <laughs> a spherical like a pillow, a spherical pillow. What do you think an ottoman is? That doesn't even like. There's no give to it. You're just like bouncing off this big thing. Have you sat in it and tried to shape it? Yes, I you weigh a hundred pounds more than me. Can you try this? 
it shouldn't it shouldn't take work to make this <laughs> to make this thing work. Like <laughs> just let me take some stuffing out. We can try. I'm willing uh, to try. It's this has become a thing. I wrote the people on Facebook about it and they said this that you can a, do that. A horror show. Speaking of horror. Oh boy. Anyway. So I love our new living room. <laughs> Nothing matches. Movie it's screening great. room is top notch. In other words, come on over, guys. I wish we were there podcasting now, but again, Chrissy's sick, so Sorry. we're here on the bed. Is that your best Eeyore? give me your best Eeyore impression? Thanks for noticing me. <laughs> Uh, so before we got that sidetracked, October. So we got a great October planned. We got a couple horror centric fantasy movie drafts. Um, we are since Chrissy doesn't want to watch any Elm Street. Uh, we're doing it, man. Hell, Halloween, two thousand eighteen, guys. Did you say Halloween? Halloween. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what that means is the secret, and we'll just leave that at that. Other than that, uh, we might have a special guest in the middle of the month, but now uh, a big one. You know I love Stephen King. It's Stephen King week. Woo-woo. Sirens. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, we had, what was that? That was not an air horn. That was the, that was a sad air horn. <laughs> Let's start with the first movie, Chrissy. Yeah. These are two Stephen King movies that you'd never seen before this past week. The first one comes from the year 1983, and it is named Christine. Sonny, you ever owned a car before? No. I just got my license. Start her up. Her name's Christine. I like that. I saw you guys at the football game. How'd you ever get that car fixed up like that? Oh, this plain old-fashioned hard work. Ever since he bought that car, he's been obsessed with it. And you know what else? They told us the man who owned that car last died in it. What do you know about that car? I know that the guy who owned the car before, Arnie, his daughter choked to death in Christine. I swear it's the car. That's Christine coming. Oh, Cherry. That's funny, you know, because I, I heard she was totally... Well, after I cleaned up the broken glass, it wasn't so bad. So what if you... You fix it up, you know, and he just comes back and does it again. He won't do it again. All right, here's the log line, Chrissy, just in case you forgot. Okay. A nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. Directed by John Carpenter, Christine uh, stars Keith Gordon, John Stockwell, Alexandra Paul from Baywatch fame. Chrissy, what did you think of Christine? I instantly have the end credits bad to the bone. (laughs) Stuck in my head, bad to the bone. So I was fully prepared to hate this movie. Like maybe the first why fifteen minutes in, I don't know. It was just something like where I was like, you "Oh great!" Pre- you, you carry in the prejudice, like, "Oh, that's what it is." It's October month. You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna hate everything." Kind of screw this. Yeah, that, I mean that is a part of it. Blah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's a part of it. That's Secondly, sad. so it's that. Secondly, 
um, you said it was May 1983, but it had a real 70s vibe to it. Not just, I know it, was, it the the plot takes place in 1979, but the actual like look of it, which I don't know, I have this weird thing about anything made in the 70s. I'm like instantly not on board. So horror, 70s sort of vibe. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm sure I'm going to love this. I am glad that I fell asleep on night one when we were watching it because then we had to kind of catch up on night two and I was more awake and I liked it a lot more like a lot more more than I thought that I really ever could or would so basically what you're saying is you like the movies more when you don't fall asleep I get really (laughs) mad when bad movies are keeping me awake when I'm like really tired and sad about it I'm like, fuck this movie. I just want to sleep. And this movie sucks. And it's making me stay awake. And it's not even good. That's how I feel. So so at night two, I was awake and not feeling like I wanted to like kill people. And I let Christine do the job for me because she was killing people. And it was pretty funny and entertaining and completely batshit crazy. But yet... Like, not batshit crazy where it jumps the shark and you're like, okay, you know, this car is homicidal. I was, like, on board with the homicidal car and, 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 and I guess you could say fully in. So, for a homicidal car movie to make me believe <laughs> that the central, like, plot of the movie holds and the characters hold and it all isn't just falling to pieces, I... I, I I don't know who to thank for that, if it's John Carpenter or Stephen King or whatever, but it was good. Whoa. That's like a rave from you. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah. you're sick. I am. Man. The medicine is making me talk can loopy. We, can we go back? Let's go back in time. Okay. See, this is the uh, the poster. Mm-hmm. You just erase all this. If you look at the poster for Christine, it's got like a novel. It's Christine, based on a novel... By Stephen King, they just reprinted the novel here it's on the poster. Copy. Just take all that and just be like, what you just said, like my favorite movie of all time. Is no, that, that's no, what you said. <laughs> no, it's not, not at all. <laughs> so surprised that I liked it. Yes, Christine. yes. There you go. <laughs> um, that's exciting. That's awesome. Yay! I was worried. Right. Ooh. So uh, everyone knows I love Stephen King. Christine is one I hadn't seen in a while. It's mm-hmm. probably been the nicest I've seen this one. It's like second tier for me. No, I agree. You know, but uh, the thing I love about it is it's, they take it so like most of the movie, it's really just, they take it straight. Like there's no, That's like, what I'm saying. no, like not a lot of winking, like, you know, this is about a car killing people. Right. And so I admire that. Uh, the main guy um, he, he takes you on a journey throughout the film. Like that's one of my favorite things about rewatching it is you just watch how he goes from like Revenge of the Nerds to uh, John, uh, Zuko from Greece at the end. Totally Zuko because he's in. He, I mean, he's in love with this car. Like this car is basically uh, the, a female character in this film. When he goes on that, that joy goes, ride with that his goes best swim, friend, that goes swim fan at one point. Oh, but boy. you know, up until that point, it's a. Uh, uh, infatuation between the two of them and as he becomes more deeply in love with this car he goes from you know 70s nerd to 50s greaser yeah again this is a 58 57 58 I don't know Plymouth yeah it was a Plymouth really yeah wasn't it a Plymouth 
Com- I thought it yep. was like a Chrysler. 57 Red Plymouth Fury. Oh. Nice. Yeah. It was a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. Very homicidal, but also very, very beautiful. I kept thinking, tell me if you did this too. I kept thinking of like, what would you do if you were like friends with this kid who owns Christine or just you knew him in passing? Like, and I know the-, the Get a room. Well, hold on. And I know like the best friend kind of does, you know, he tries to talk him out of it. Like, hey man, about your car. I thought about, I'm like, dude, I would like try to become that car's best friend. Like I would be like, you love me. I love you. You're so pretty. You're so red and pretty. and Laughing at all the car's jokes. <laughs> just like that. A hundred percent. No matter what. Just, I just, so, just so Christine won't kill you? I, well, combination. That's my primary motivation. My secondary motivation is if like one day somebody pisses me off and like, really really badly i could say christine you and i have always gotten along right you're my girl listen (laughs) i need you to take care of my ex-boyfriend he's a douchebag (laughs) cold-blooded so what you're saying is you would be like big brother friends with christine yes that is the perfect way to describe it. It's this the type of social game you need to have in the Big Brother house, except with a homicidal car, and I am all in. <laughs> I just imagine like final two. It's like you versus Christine. <laughs> and she's on fire, which by the way is my favorite scene from this entire movie. Like I had forgotten about it. I don't know how, because it's an indi- like it's an image that just sticks with you. But when Christine's like, fuck this, on fire, after this dude, this buddy, like the main, one of the main uh, bad dudes, I was just like, yes. And like Chris, I looked at Chrissy and she was on board and I was like, we are both on board for this. Like fully aflame, this car. That was... Starts racing after this dude. I know earlier I said it didn't jump the oh. shark, but it did at that point, but... I, I, we were in. We were all in. It was well, fantastic. Like, wait, wait a minute. I mean, let's look. <laughs> this flaming let's look. car. Let, let's just look. This the budget, the estimated budget for this movie was nine point seven million dollars. How much could it have taken to just shoot that one shot of that? Six million dollars worth it all. Like if it was, <laughs> if that was six million dollars to put that car on fire and drive it like that. The only thing, and I can't imagine, like this one is ripe for uh, a remake. I think the other one we're going to talk about ripe for a remake. But the, the only thing about that scene, which is again a car on fire going down, <laughs> going down this lonely highway after this guy running <laughs> as fast as possible, is when the, when he finally hits him, it's just like blunk, you know, like yeah. it doesn't even show anything, but him like blunk, right. So I was like, ah. But that kind of made it more realistic somehow, to be honest with you. Like, if it would have gotten the whole, um, what's his face, Michael Bay sort of treatment now. <laughs> like <he> explode, <laughs> CGI exploded. Yeah. That you see, like, awesome. an arm pop off, like, the whole like bit. Like, 3D. Yeah. Like, 40 pieces, and it's all over your face. Right. I'm not sure if we would have been as on board. Yes, the payoff, you know, wasn't, like, this big exploding balloon. It's like the air just got let out. But it also seemed more realistic and also like a bigger fuck you from Christine. Just like he is so inconsequential. He matters so little to her that, you know, think of it like a person personification for a second where, you know, the woman's like, yeah, fuck you. And just like digs her heel in as she walks away. Uh, What's also weird about this movie is it's uh, came out in the 80s, Mm -hmm. but it's set in the 70s. 
but it's in love with the 50s. <laughs> I agree. That was very confusing. And it's got a lot of 50s music and stuff, obviously. like Sure. Christine's got her, her hits that she plays, mm-hmm. her tunes, her own Spotify, you might say. It's not all that confusing Different now that moods. I'm thinking about it. It'd be like now, and then there's a movie, you know, that we make in 2018 that's set in like 2009, and the central characters in 2009 are like obsessed with the 90s. Like, that wouldn't seem so weird. Yeah, but some movies like that are, like I said, well, whatever. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm right. just saying it's something that's omnipresent throughout the movie because it's like... That's true. Again, we, we, we got the main character who is regressing from 70s nerd to yeah. 50s greaser and stuff so mm-hmm. don't you and say he, anything bad about my christine oh, that's the best when like once you know that he's like really turned bad you're like oh shit oh yeah holy crap he was scarier than the car i thought i could got, like, big brother got, like, friend the car eye, didn't he have like eye makeup at one point we we're like damn like he might have had some guy he's going he's guy he's going overboard <laughs> what do you think about uh alexander paul like this is like our first movie i don't know names of people who is that she is the main actress in the movie. She played the the oh, other. Oh, the girlfriend. Yeah, this is her. Remember her? Oh, yeah. So this is Alexander Paul. Uh huh. You showed me a in, picture. Remember she was in Baywatch. I didn't short. watch Baywatch. You didn't watch Baywatch. No, I know it existed. But you but... knew of it, right? Yeah, but mainly just because of Pamela Anderson and her boobs. Oh, so That's what you're saying? It. You're into Pamela Anderson and her boobs? No, but they were more mesmerizing well, again, than anything. She was in the movie Christine, which we are talking. I know about. who she is. What did I you can think? see her picture. Yeah, what do you think? Superfluous. No, I didn't carry the way. So you're saying if that was instead, if instead of her, that was you, you would be Big Brother, like Big Brother fangirling over the car just to get into like get out of high school, and then I'd be like, peace. That's the one where another weird note in this movie is they she starts dating that dude. Like really early on, yeah, like he goes does. from like wearing like the really big glasses, and all of a yeah. sudden you see him. This is, this is just after he's gotten Christine, and he's quickly gotten cool. I guess it's like he took off his glasses, and suddenly she's like, "Okay." Yeah, like you see none <laughs> none of that ramp up of like, oh, like uh, it's like yeah, oh, they're no. just instantly together, and you're like, no. "What's going on?" Right. He suddenly has a hot girlfriend, and then you are at, at some point in the movie where you like on Christine's side, and like you wanted. Or just kill kill her off. Um, You're just not on board with Alexander Paul. No, it wasn't because I. You know what? Um, I just was very indifferent. So the opposite of loving her isn't necessarily hate; it's indifference. What did you think of this other dude? Uh, he was more interesting John to me Stockwell. than she was. But then again, I think that was a fault of writing and direction, and also era, time of era. You know, the the women have historically just always been waiting for the man to save them, kind of damsel in distress. She. She had nothing interesting she, to yeah, do. Yeah, she did nothing. Yeah, exactly. Christine, he filled, had Christine a lot more filled to that do. hole in this movie. Correct. What did you think about that scene where he like scratched Christine? Oh. oh. I was silently willing him through the TV like, don't do that. You're going to regret this <laughs> Oh, man. The more I think about this, the more I think like this would be an amazing... Uh, like update to this, they could do this really easily. Mm-hmm. Like get the director from um, Fear and just get Mark Wahlberg in this movie somehow. Oh, no. You want Mark Wahlberg in every cult favorite? <laughs> hey, you guys! I knew it's coming. This is Christine. <laughs> She's alive, right? Hey guys, why you gotta talk bad about Christine? <laughs> Christine is like the best. Did you see his schedule? 
that went viral. No. Of his like like snacks and naps and Wait, what? Work. <laughs> like it did like hour by hour Mark Wahlberg's schedule. You didn't see this? No idea what you're talking about. What? Chrissy. Yes. It's like, are you even like participating in our culture at this moment? No, I've been working a lot. What's going on? <laughs> so a few weeks ago, it was revealed that, oh, here we go. He's interneting. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is very exciting. So it's Mark Wahlberg's daily schedule prompts so, so many questions. So what's what's on the schedule? Oh, here we go. Okay. We're waiting. It better be really good, Justin. Look at this. 2.30 wake up. 2.30 a.m.? 2.30 a.m. 2.45 prayer time. 3.15 breakfast. 3.40 to 5.15 workout. 5.30 post-workout meal. And then it's like shower for shower for an hour and a half. Golf for... Nice. Wait, golf for a half an hour? This doesn't even make sense, Wahlberg. Cryo chamber recovery? <laughs> this is the right one. No, yeah, this, is it. this cannot be it. This is it. Cryo chamber recovery. This is his Instagram. This is off of his Instagram. Pick up kids at school, snack, workout. What we're saying shower, is he time. is some kind of uh, Terminator of some kind. I, I mean, I just need to hear more about this cryo chamber recovery thing. Mainly, that's the one. Other than the fact that he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m. like my kids when they were infants and wakes up at 2.30 in the morning. Doesn't he have like 20 kids too? I have no How idea. Does he keep up this rigorous schedule and have 20 kids. Inquiring minds want to know. Anyway, but I'd still put him in Christine. He'd probably beat, like, what if they had like gotten to an argument? He'd probably beat Christine. I don't think he'd be a good, like, potential cast member of a reboot of Christine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who would you, who would you put in it? Um, it needs to be somebody younger. I mean, Zach Efron? <laughs> I just keep putting Zach Efron and everything that requires somebody younger. Can no. Paul Giamatti be involved? I know. I know. Justin. Uh-oh. I've got it. Okay. Who? How about the guy from uh, All the Girls I Used to Love, all the boys I used to love before? You watched that without me. Noah, whatever his name I is. I don't know who you're talking about because He's you watched that boat. without me. Okay. Who are you going to go with? Milo Mannheim. What? Who's that? You know him. Milo Mannheim? Cameron Mannheim's son. Do you want to know how you know him? Sure. Go ahead. The Disney movie Zombies. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's another thing. I should, I should have put that. I should have put that before Chrissy announced that she was sick. Uh, so, guys, I don't know if you've seen the Disney movie. It's been out since February. I know. Zombies. That's Halloween, so it's coming out. It's more. like, imagine High School Musical, but with some stupid, doesn't even make any sense, <laughs> half the kids are zombies subplot. <laughs> even more That's singing. like the main maybe. plot. <laughs> even more singing. Not subplot. Main plot. Well, no. The, the, the main plot is still like, they're kids at a school and they're singing about love and stuff. Oh but there's no, also, that's the subplot. It's all bad, is what I'm saying. It's not. Because he let it turn a home, and now it dominates so, dominates our TV and our um our song. Our, like what songs we listen our to? Our good friend Dominique said, "Hey, my kids really like this, and if knowing your kids, <gasps> so they like Descendants. Great. You should probably watch this because I think that they'll love it." And I was like, "Is it scary?" And she's like, "No, it's Disney. It's fine." 
So we watched it the first time. My three-year-old was just like, it's scary. I'm scared of zombies. And now he's obsessed. So yes, Cameron Mannheim's son, Milo, I think could easily be the guy in Christine. Sounds like a terrible idea. It's nope. Like nope, it's not. Make, making our kids watch zombies, the Disney movie. No. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, Christine. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, like I said, I think it's great. Oh, you know what another thing I forgot about this movie? What? So the main bad guy, the one that we just talked about getting yeah. run down by Yeah, he was a badass. Flame, not in a good way. Is supposed to be 17, like 17 in this movie. Oh, God. I think he was more, like he was actually like 23, but he looks like he was 40. I've never, seriously. Old, old AF, like undercover agent, like yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ho- this high school. Holy, holy apparent undercover agent. But you know what's funny? I thought of Greece. You brought up Greece earlier. I thought of Greece again with that. I'm like, okay, I guess they're all in high school in air quotes. Uh, he played Buddy in the movie. Um, he was kind of scary though. He was like a scary dude, like a Richard Ramirez type. <laughs> he was, yeah. Oh man! Has he done anything else? Anything less scary? <laughs> uh, or does he just always look like that? Where, well, too bad. Guess he's always just gonna be the creepy guy. Actor's name is William Ostrander. He was an angel. He was in an episode of Angel. Oh, cool! <laughs> Not a lot there. Here we go. Oh, and also well. touched by an angel. Touched by an angel. Yes, I saw it on IMDb. Uh, anything else about Christine that we're missing, Chris? Anything you hated? No, I mean, other than the, the feminism part of not giving the the one female character anything to do. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Did you like the the fine the finale with the bulldozer? Do you, oh, you yeah. know the main actor had to take bulldozer driving classes. <laughs> really? We need to have to have a different class driver's license for that. <laughs> That's IMDb trivia for you guys. Thanks, IMDb. Uh, Kevin Bacon was was originally offered the the lead role. See, that would have been great. Uh, in this, he would have been great. He would have been great. Yeah, I'm with you, Bacon. Mm, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you like bacon? I'm just so hungry, Justin, and I can't eat. 15% of the budget was spent just on the cars. By the wow. end of all filming, all all but two were destroyed. I mean, they consistently they would destroy this car and then it would just over like, and over again regenerate. Like, pop itself out. Yeah. Regenerate again. Like a liver. Um and then light itself on fire. Like the fact that it was it it lasted as long as it did was amazing. Yes. Scott Bayo was considered. Ugh. Ugh. Dodged a bullet, Christine. Actually, Christine, can you run him over? That would be amazing. <laughs> Preferably while flaming. <laughs> Let's get like a, you know, how <laughs> Halloween, like Halloween is not like a, a reboot. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's character is old in this new Halloween. <laughs> Why can't they just have Christine come back from the- Come back for the dad to run over <laughs> actual real life person, Scott oh Bayo. That would be amazing. So in our recast, can we have Scott Bayo play that guy? I mean, he looks like 40, so it's perfect. Uh, have you seen, you've seen the movie Crazy Slash, Crazy Slash Beautiful with Kirsten Dunst? Yes, Dutz. I have. Uh, the guy. Jay his, Rodriguez? His friend. The, the friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Stockwell directed that movie. Oh. The guy that played the friend here in Christine. Cool. Uh, directed Crazy. Slash, there's a slash there. Yeah, beautiful. 
Cool, cool, cool. I love the, I love the story behind this movie. Like it, it technically didn't have enough violence to justify an R rating, but they were afraid at the time that if it went out with a PG rating, this was before PG thirteen, right? That people would be like, "Fuck that!" Oh yeah, no. So they just like inserted "fuck" like several times throughout the movie on purpose. Just peppered it, <laughs> just like like this. That's very amusing. Like they like spread them out. They're like, like we have so many fucks to give. We're going to give you all the fucks. It's like the sound of music. Gift. <laughs> She's like, spread it. Don't give a fuck. Um, okay. Or would you recommend this to someone who has never seen it before? Like you said in the beginning of the this review, second string sort of recommendation. Sure. You know, if you, if you have your Halloween horror list going already and there are a lot of things you haven't seen, then don't put this on it. But... If you just want like a fun little Yeah, it's definitely more fun B-movie. than scary. Yeah, and that's probably why I was on board. Good movie to watch with like, you know, friends, you know, right. drinking some wine. Oh, for sure. And there's some violence, but it's massages. not like... Oh, that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's fun. Um, Nicolas Cage auditioned for the role of Buddy. Shut up. That would have been fun. Let's just recast him right now. Let's recast this whole thing. Okay. But not have the kid from Zombies in it. I'm still down with our uh, Zach Efron, Paul Giamatti. We got to. Paul Giamatti can do something in this movie. Maybe he can be the voice <laughs> of the car. <laughs> I just love that you want to insert Paul Giamatti in any and every possible movie you well, can. Well, no, now it's become Zach Efron and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> they were in our copycat series. That is the buddy movie we need. Paul Giamatti's got a new movie coming out, guys. I just saw the the trailer for it. Is Zac Efron in it? Damn well should be. <laughs> if not, so. on board. I want to make this happen, guys. Please, you're a producer. You should make that happen. Let me write a script. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be your final grade for Christine. Uh, a fun C plus. C plus. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. C plus. You know, it's not a great movie, but it's fun. Yeah. Watch it, guys, is what we're saying. Yay. Yay. Let's move on to the second movie, Chrissy. Okay. This one comes from the year 1984. It is called Children of the Corn. Every child is afraid of the dark, the unknown, the nightmare. In Gatlin, Nebraska, that nightmare is in the corn. (laughs) Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Stephen King, the author of Carrie, The Shining, The Dead Zone, and Christine, an adult nightmare. Children of the Corn. Stephen King's Children of the Corn, an adult nightmare. (laughs) Children of the Corn. Yep. Uh, log line from IMDb on this one is a young couple is trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believe everyone over the age of 18 must be killed 
This was directed by Fritz Kirsch. The notorious Fritz Kirsch. He's notorious? I don't know. Uh, And it stars Peter Horton, Linda Hamilton, R.G. Armstrong, um, Butnick from Salute Your Shorts, (laughs) according to Chrissy. (laughs) I mean, I kept calling him Butnick over and over again. (laughs) Chrissy, what did you think of seeing, uh, I think you're supposed to call it Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Yeah, for, you are. For the first time. So, you know what's interesting? All this is going to come full circle in a second. With Christine, I told you that I ended up being pleasantly surprised by a movie I was sure I was going to hate, right? Got it. This got is it. the exact opposite. I had heard of Children of the Corn. It's a well-known phrase. In fact, there are several recordings of songs that we have to play at work where the kids who are singing it sound maniacal. And I've always joked that it's the Children of the Corn, even though I've never seen the movie. So the expectations were a little bit higher. And it like flamed out, except not in impressive like Christine fashion. It just sucked and was awful. And that feeling I felt about not wanting to stay awake for movies that are awful revisited during this movie and halfway through it, I'm like, I hate this is keeping me awake. So I did not like this movie. I saw we. Uh, Can I posit uh, a big reason why this one fails and Christine succeeds in, in, in part? Sure. Um, Christine had a pretty good finale. Like you, yes. you, you, you want some shit to go down between Christine and these um, other people, right. right? Yeah. This one, it's all about the build up to the end, and then you get to it, and it's just like a wet fart. Just like. How about you spoiler alert all of us and tell us what happens in the end, Justin? <laughs> Can you even remember, Chrissy? No. Did you fall asleep? No, I was awake for it. I I remember seeing it and then being like, "That's it," and then now I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> like that unmemorable. <laughs> so obviously, I, I think a lot of people know about this movie if they've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Just about it's it's about a couple who takes the wrong drive through the wrong part of the Midwest. With Linda, with what's her face? No one. Linda Hamilton from Hamilton. The Terminator. Yeah. Oh my God, Hamilton! She should have had the Terminator save her. Number one, fuck, fuck these kids in this movie. Ugh. That that becomes like wholly apparent, like really quickly. I have so many questions. I remember saying that to you when it ended. I was like, I have much more questions than answers. Like, I think this is another one. I think this one is is a bigger option for a remake because the the, the idea is is solid. Like, ooh, yeah, this could be a, a wicker manish, you know, fun, right. crazy. Which is why the expectations were movie. higher. Yeah, it had. Two, I mean, Linda Hamilton, Peter Horton, mm-hmm. they're good actors. And the cold open was promising enough with like the murder in the yes. in the cafe and then the girl drawing the pictures. Yes. But it just quickly goes downhill. Just yes. goes downhill, downhill, downhill. Yep. And you're just waiting for never it. Never like, Okay, whatever's at the end has got to be great. And like I said, and it's it just never is. wholly disappointing. There's like this weird. <laughs> I can't. With the uh, the whole thing is like these kids uh, are like trying to sacrifice these people to what is their god <laughs> like the the thing behind the the thing that lives in the cornfield but like it's not really fully explained it's just like we have to appease the thing in the cornfield it's not the thing in the cornfield it's like the the thing that walks behind the stalks or something that's what I'm talking about it's a bunch of gobbledygook. Totally. But, but when it finally biblical but when it finally arrives, it's like how would you explain it? It's like <laughs> red like I don't know. 
like red jam, like red <laughs> red digital jam. No, I said like envelop the person, and they're like, ah. I said something, and oh, I wish I could like remember. If anyone's what it was. seeing the Langoliers, which is like flying <laughs> CGI meatballs, yeah. like the Langoliers is like okay. a best picture People, Oscar I, next to this. Like I've got it. Whatever this red parents out there, <laughs> if you have an iPad or a Kindle, and you've ever let your kid draw on one of those little apps where it's a black background and they just use their finger to like create some rainbowish colors in a random shape. That's what this was. And then they superimposed it on the screen. Your child's iPad drawing is the thing that lives in the cornfield. They should have cut to the, the, the kids like watching this happen. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that's what we've been scared of. What is that? I made, I can't remember what I said now. It's driving, I was so tired. I made a comment when I saw it and you laughed, but now I can't remember. I was like, what? They could have gone with anything else <laughs> anything else like just like a bunch of pickles get yeah. thrown at the guy yeah. and it would have been scarier than whatever True. happened there pickle girl would have been really really upset and learned from Maury Povich and pickles <laughs> Chrissy said that the the ending sucked because they like escaped right and they got into like this car and there was this girl with like a knife in the car that tried to kill them and oh, she yeah. then they like beat then they like beat her down or something they escaped somehow but they just like walked out of the car and it's like that's the end that's, the- <laughs> that's literally the last thing that happens it, in the is, whole movie. it is one of the worst i've seen a lot of these stephen king movies one of the worst endings uh to a promising idea for a movie i've seen in a while i just don't that understand and and i'll tell you another reason why chris doesn't like this movie at least a good it's like 90 minutes at least a good 30 to 40 minutes of this movie are people running around. <laughs> you're right. Oh, you're cor- so right. Through corn or driving. So they're either running through corn, running <laughs> from house to house, driving through... There's like this one part where they drive through the corn, but like on a, like a dirt road. Yeah. It lasts for like 15 minutes. So I remember at one point, Justin got up to, I don't know what, go, it's go like to the bathroom if you, if or something. If you've ever played Red Dead Redemption, yes. you can either ride <laughs> your horse for miles or you could just be like, select, like transport you. They just have those parts in this movie and it, they just pad yeah. it out forever. You're so, just like, are they going to get there? There was one point where you got up to go away and do something and you shouted from wherever you are. You're like... Chris, are you watching? And I was like, yes. And you went, am I missing anything? I'm like, just running. They're just running. It's been this way for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Could you hear the pitch meeting for this? They're like, okay, we've got children and we've got corn. How, ca- how long can we make this last? Iowa's going to love it. It's Nebraska, Chrissy. I know, but Iowa would still love it. Did Iowa really love it? Well, we will have to ask. Uh, did you like anything about it? Were you the scared? The first scene, the cold open. That's oh, it. The, the cold open. That's yeah. it. No, I was not scared. <laughs> was I supposed to be? I do you know what it is, and I've t- told you this on many podcasts. I hate when either characters do something that you could see that there's no obvious motivation for. We were like, what? What the? Why was that the choice? Or and there's no explanation or rigmarole to it. And what choice are you talking about in this movie? Well, okay. Driving 
I mean, I could he pick a few. He had a new job, Chrissy. I could pick a few. He was a doctor. Yeah. He had to, they had to drive across Nebraska. It wasn't their choice. Yeah, sure, whatever. Except they kept, they're like, oh, let's try to get to this other town. Let's try to get to this town. Well, the signs very strongly are suggesting we should go to this creepy town instead. All right, let's go to the creepy town. Number one. Number two, but although that is somewhat justifiable, objectively, subjectively, I hated it. Here's an objective one, though, that bothered me. So the kids are like, you know, killing anybody that's over the age of 18, right? Where the fuck were all of these adults, like with friends or relatives? Did they not know one single person that lived outside the confines of this little Gatlin, Nebraska town? Like no Aunt Mabel living in Florida who's going to wonder why Cecily hasn't called her in the last month? Like nobody went looking. Nobody. I can't stand logic leaps like that. It just makes me crazy. Well, they had the mechanic. He, yeah. They had the one guy outside town. He knew they were there. Yeah. They probably had... It was probably like Camp Nowhere. They probably like kept sending postcards to everyone to make sure that they were okay. Oh my God. Was Camp Nowhere based on <laughs> It was like this? a ruse, you know? It's <laughs> a great movie. <laughs> they probably like they probably like killed some parents but kept their bodies like so they could use them in like some kind of weekend at bur- bur- but, weekend at Bernie scenario. But here's the thing, like, even if they No, so, we have hold on. We have parental guidance. <laughs> they're like wave, <laughs> waving. But in Camp Nowhere, the parents were still curious about what the heck was going on there. Like, they asked questions. They showed up for the big day. Like, there was none of that here. Nobody flew in to... to Flew in, Chrissy. To the nearest airport in Lincoln. Did you see an airport in this movie? No, but like... Didn't the guy... They flew into Lincoln and then drove over. The, well, no, the guy, was it the mechanic said at one point, it's like, you're the third one in a month. So it's not like a lot of people like come through here. Not, at... at no time did anyone else come through other than Linda Hamilton for the, Peter, Peter Horton. For the amount of children that they had there, that showed that there was enough adults that other people across the country should have been wondering, like, what's happening with my grandkids right now? What's happening with my son? What if it was just a contained community like the Amish and, like, everyone was there? Well, okay. Maybe. I mean... <laughs> Maybe. They did have they very, very Amish-like clothing, but that was after. They were creepy. Yeah, totes, totes creepy. Um, what did you think of Butnick's performance <laughs> in this movie? I thought he did better work on Salute Your Cause, Shorts because he thought Malik, the guy that played Malachi, was Butnick from Salute Your Shorts, so, which doesn't even line up, uh, you know, time-wise. Right. No, I know. I knew he was in Salute look- Your Shorts early nineties. Yes. I understand that it wasn't the same person, but I do this sometimes when I look at somebody and they just remind me of something like forever now, that's Butnick, like period, the end. Yeah, but the, it's not like something you keep saying to yourself. You're just like, every time he pops on the screen, you're hey, like, another hey, little, Butnick. There was another little girl. You start singing this little sort of song. Chrissy, <laughs> I'm trying to watch this allegedly <laughs> scary movie. We laugh and jump, we run away. <laughs> We're running away from the cornfield. Uh, anyway. I, yeah, I, he was fine-ish. Like I don't know, he he's supposed sounded, to be the scariest one. That's what I was just gonna say. He they made he him like out the, to be. He was like the buddy, like the 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 guy we we're talking about, Christine. He was like that to this. Yeah, yeah. Was he? There was but no he way he was under eighteen. No, and this is the other thing though. Like he also wasn't like as scary as they made him out to be. They're like, oh, when he catches you playing games. Well, compared but, to the main guy, Isaac right. guy, who was uh, like, oh, he was creepy. <laughs> what was going on with him? Something must the actor like. I look. He must so, have Benjamin Button disease. You have to look in the credits because I think it might have been played by a, a female. What? I, I watched the credits and I was like, "Was that? What did a girl play Isaac?" What? No. I, you'll have to look. 
John Franklin. Just kidding. I got it wrong. <laughs> born uh, June 16th, 1959. Wow. Wait, 20. So he was in his 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Still, he looked very young. Yeah, look at this. Like, look at this kid. That kid. That's creepy AF. That kid. I, you know, I, you know what we... We, I put down this movie in the beginning, but I guess if you're like into being creeped out, but you have no thirst for a good plot or a good ending, go for it. If you're just going for creepy, oh, it's feel def- free. It's definitely creepier than Christine. Yeah. Right. Like I said, the promise was there. It's just yes. like... Unfulfilled. Too much running and driving. And- Weren't there a lot of sequels to this? Yes. And so a big reason why I turn of the court is big in my eyes is they taped one of the sequels like... Near where I grew up in North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, these children, they they never leave the corn. They just start murdering more people, Chrissy. <laughs> That's true. And there's no friends of parents that come and check on them. Do you want to know? It's worse and worse. No joke what one of my thoughts was. The CGI jam monster thing just keeps eating <laughs> the more people. Monster. Do you know what one of the thoughts I had was? What? What about when they can't reach something up high? They get Malachi in there. That's why he's the tall one. But I mean, like, what if something's they really the up weak, high? They, 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 they weaken and Bernie's their <laughs> dead parents. <laughs> they got rakes and stuff, man. I guess. <laughs> I guess that explains it. I love that that's your question. I, <laughs> what if they need to reach things up high? I like, thought about like it. Like ladders can be... <laughs> Ladders can be utilized by anyone under the age of 18. What about medical doctors? I don't know that unless Doogie Hauser is among them living in the corn. What do the Amish do for uh, med? They're pretty anti-medicine. They are pretty anti-medicine. Yeah. They're kind of, as far as I know, they're up there with Jehovah's Witnesses. You know what? I bet they just go see the the monster behind the stalks or whatever that thing is (laughs) for any inoculations that they might need. (laughs) Right? He's really effective. What if he set up like a Patch Adams like urgent care oh my God. in the corn or something? And what do they do with the corn? That's the other question. Is it properly like utilized? Do they have like a um are they like laundering money and like selling corn for I think it was a trafficking situation. Things? Do they like popcorn? Did Maybe. have they seen have they seen the end the end of Real oh, Genius? Do you know what I want? What? I want Christine flaming to drive through, through the, the corn field. <gasps> and it just pops. Yes. Oh, my God. It's genius. So I haven't seen this Hulu series. What's the the Stephen King Hulu series? Castle Rock. Everyone says I should watch it. But if they haven't utilized Christine flaming through the corn stalks of Turn of the Corn yet. I mean. Can we trademark that? That needs to happen now. Can we trademark that, guys? You should. Um, Chrissy, we could. I mean. Not to like fantasy cast uh, a churro of the corn reboot, but I think we could we could do this ourselves. <laughs> Our kids would totally be on board. Brooklyn already talks constantly about being in the ring because she has long dark hair, and when she takes a bath and it's in front of her face, she's like, "Look, Mama, I'm from the ring." Good, we can use her against these fucking kids of the corn. Yeah, go back in the corn, kids. I know. Ugh. Like it looks like you got enough corn. Like you don't need to sacrifice <laughs> me or my family. For, for your corn. True. Uh, anything we missed in Short of the Corn? Not in my book. <laughs> no? No. You wouldn't recommend it to anyone? No. And that's like I just said earlier, if you want to be creeped out with no other payoff. This one has a 
on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel vindicated that Rotten Tomatoes agrees with me in terms of which movie is better. This is only uh, $3 million was the budget. Well, it showed. That was spent on corn. It showed. wonder how... <laughs> How much corn like did they rent? What if it was like just one patch of corn? I don't think they, they rented sh- corn, Justin. I don't think that's how it works. Or, well, they had to shoot somewhere. So right. they had to pay someone to shoot there, right? Right. Whoever owned the cornfield. Where did they shoot this first one? Probably Nebraska. Did you think? That or Iowa. But you put me down about that earlier. You're like, but it's Nebraska. Yeah. I just. Oh, here we go. Hal Roach Studios. Where's Hal Roach Studios? This is lots of fun. <laughs> Screw this movie is what we're womp, saying, guys. Womp. Screw this film. Nope. And it's 20,000 uh, follow-ups. Stupid. Eight sequels have since been produced. This is stupid. Holy shit. Nope. Oh, filming, thank you. So filming for the first first one took place mainly in Iowa. Good job, Chrissy. Thank Thank you. But also in California. Okay. Do you know what was also filmed in, in uh, California? A lot of things. Christine. Yeah. So it was. Uh, mainly, I thought mainly that Santa in Clarita. La, mainly among Los Angeles, but I knew it. Santa Clarita for his uh, DIY garage that he goes to in the movie. Do you remember one point we were watching when they were in the car together, and I said, "This looks like that lonely stretch of Golden Valley." In Santa Clarita, and you were like rolling your eyes at me over there in the corner. Because <laughs> that's what you do, Chrissy. I know. That's why you also love Christine. You're like, look, L.A. <laughs> your favorite thing. <laughs> it's true. What would be your final grade for this one? Short <laughs> of the corn, Chris. Oh, God. I mean, <sighs> D minus. Like, seriously, Linda Hamilton in this, if the Terminator was involved and had like helped her cut cut the runtime down just a night. Do you know what I want to do? I just for, oh my god, you, I know what I want to do now. Terminated. Justin, what's the movie where they tell you to put but on Nick. You're terminated by Nick. <laughs> okay, go ahead, sorry. What's the movie where they tell you to put on uh Pink Floyd's Is It the Wall and watch it while listening to that soundtrack? Uh The Wizard of Oz. Thank you. Do you know what I want to do? Take some acid and do that? <laughs> no. No? But you oh, keep, okay. Every time you see Linda Hamilton, all I could think of is Hamilton. I want to put on the Hamilton it. soundtrack and watch this. Cure of the Corn? Yes. What? That doesn't make sense. I don't think that's going to line up, Chrissy. Guns and ships. And so the balance shifts. <laughs> the corn. <laughs> It'd be much more interesting. I would rather listen to the Terminator soundtrack, you know. They're just like running through corners, like. <laughs> but I, we'll do your Hamilton idea. Hamilton. I can't believe you want to watch this so quickly again. Nope, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> really? Only if I get to listen to Hamilton and watch it on mute. Okay. All right. Wait. So what did you give it again? D minus. I'll give it a D. It's kind of creepy. Like that first scene is kind of creepy. I like Linda Hamilton, Peter Horton. I don't think you've even seen anything else with Peter Horton in it. No, I didn't re- recognize anybody except for Linda Hamilton. Anyway. That's okay. Reboot this one too, guys. No, let's not. Leave this one dead. It's what? good. Well, after it, there's going to be several of these now. Great. Can't wait. You're like, did they steal my idea? 
Zach Efron and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> what, if <they> were, <laughs> what if it was like, you, you can't survive over 18, but Zach Efron and, and Paul Giamatti. I'm, I'm going back to Milo Mannheim because he's already played a zombie. So this would work. All three of them could be in it, I guess. As long as there's no songs. True. Imagine a Children of the Corn musical, though. That would be that. Cool. I'd pay for that. That would be pretty cool. Let's go. Um, cool. Well, not bad. So one in the plus column, one in the negative column. Yeah. For both of us, Christine and Children of the Corn. Cool, Chrissy. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Chrissy, yeah. again, thanks, thanks for toughing it out this week. Thanks. I, I mean, you, I you're you welcome. Get, I hope you get better <laughs> soon. Oh, God, me too. Before you puke, tell everyone where they can find our podcast and its relative social medias online. We are at Movie Geek Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The podcast itself is wherever fine podcasts can be downloaded. Most likely, you're finding us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. Cool, cool, cool. We're also a, a proud, proud, proudly part of the Podfix Network. We are card-carrying members, yo. Podfixnetwork.com. You can go there and find us and several different podcasts uh, to load up your iPod device, if that's what you have. Your iPod device. <laughs> your uh, Zune. Oh, my God. You got me a Zune once. Did I? Yes. Those were awesome. Bring back the Zoom, guys. Oh, my God. Um, next week on the show is exciting again. It's all horror this month for October. We're doing Great. a 2000s horror fantasy movie draft. So mm. any uh, scary movie from the years 2000 to 2009 will be uh, up, for, up for grabs, Chrissy. That's cool. A lot of the Chrissy probably has seen. I was going to say, I've probably seen a good portion of them. So you were groaning before you even heard what it was about. Well, you said horror. Scary movies. Anyway, That's better. Should be exciting. Stick around for that next week. Other than that, uh, we will, I guess, see everyone next week. Chrissy? Yay! We're Peace out. out. This was a podcast from the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.